you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How many are happy this morning? Amen. Amen. We are happy to have made it to the house of the Lord. How many has the Lord been good to them throughout the week? Amen. Amen. Uh, I think we have come to the right place to express our gratitude. Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. Just say to your neighbor, the Lord has been good to me this week. So at least you told your neighbor that the reason when they see you excited is because during the week, God just hit you with a fat blessing. Amen. 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 Uh, Where well, we've got Brother Blessing Mabata here. He's going to be ministering for us. Amen. A round of applause for you. ministering in Zimbabwe. I saw him ministering in Cape Town and moving around. Then I said, ah, when, uh, when are you coming this side? He says, I'm finished from Leicester. He says, no, I'll come to your house. So this weekend he said, no, I'm coming. I said, no, you're welcome. Amen. So he's a very good young man. He preached for Brother Beckett, even Brother Kumichi that was here. Amen. Uh, his bla- the, bla- the name blessing is not misplaced on him. He is a blessing. Amen. So we are going to enjoy listening to the word. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you richly. Now before we sing, I, I welcome him here in the front. Uh, there was a, a sisters that were asking, Pastor, is it wrong if we can just one day sisters come together maybe at one sister's place for a fellowship or a church for a cup, cup of coffee. Amen. Uh, there is nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. If you want to get together sisters just put the time and the date and encourage one another. Amen. Because we expect that if you do that you are mature. You will know when the devil is beginning to cause a problem. And then you will give him what a kick. Hallelujah. So by all means, you can get together and decide the day and the time or the place if it's at sister so-and-so. Pray for one another, encourage one another as sisters. Amen. How many believe the devil has gone on the attack on the family? How many have seen the devil attacking the family? Amen. So I think you sisters need one another. Even we brothers, we must plan our own boss berat. Amen. Go somewhere in the wood for fishing and talk many issues. So that you must feel that you are not alone. Hallelujah. The most important thing in life is to feel not alone. The moment you feel you are alone, the devil is dangerous. Are we together? Amen. So brothers, we... Normally men, they love extreme sports. So in the message, we want the woods. Even as one day we must somewhere go in the woods uh, for overnight there, either fishing or whatever, or hunting. I don't know. Whatever. Amen. 
That's right. But as long we are a family, folks. How many believe we are a family? This church is more important than my physical family. I know it will be there than my blood family. Amen. So this is the people that must know my ups and downs. They will pray for me. They will encourage me. Hallelujah. So God bless you richly. Amen. Now, heal your people. Heal the land. The Lord is just doing so much good things for in our midst. We really appreciate him. Amen. There's a song, it's Wangi Tatala. Wangi Begala. Wangi Susala. Yeah. You, you must pray, you must, you must worship a God that specializes in upgrade. Amen. He must upgrade you. All right. So we can't sing that one because we are going to the wind. But Yungi Tatala. Amen. Angi Begala. Angi Susela. Amen. Uh, don't worry if you have got a trial that trial is going to finish Amen. No, no trial is forever it's just for a space of time the devil causes a havoc but you just, just remain steadfast not long it will be over Amen tell your neighbor it will be over yes it will be over this too shall pass Amen. Heal your people. That's my expectation this morning as the word comes forth. May God heal his people. May God strengthen his people. May he bless his people. Heal your people. Amen. Heal your people. Heal the land. Oh, amen. Just a sec. Sorry to disturb you. You know, I always, I can't be a DJ. I interrupt songs. Brother, blessing is a pastor's kit. In America, we call him a PK, a preacher's kit. Amen. His father raised me. Very strict man. I was telling him that the other time I was in town, uh, coming from school as a young boy, uh, and I had taken my shirts off. I did not tuck in. Amen. I don't know. I used to tuck in, but that day, I was not tucked in. And goodness, like everything else, like mafia's law, that day I met Brother Mabata. And I knew how strict he was when you did not tuck in. The look that he gave me, I have not forgotten it even today. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Heal your people. Amen. Heal your people. Heal the land.
you. Amen. We would like to greet you this morning in the precious loving name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We realize that there is power in that name. Amen. That name has deliverance in it. Yes. That name has healing in it. Amen. Whatever you need is contained in that name. Yes. And the Bible says, at that name every knee shall bow. Yes. Every tongue confess that he is Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We like to appreciate and thank our Pastor Madiba for his kind invitation, for allowing me to be here today. And uh, we love him and we respect him. And we wish that God may bless his ministry and may whatever he touches prosper. Praise his holy name. May bless his family and bless his wife. Because if the wife does not support your ministry, then you are in trouble. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We like to greet all the ministers present in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. And we like to bring our greetings from our assembly, from Pastor Newton in Pyramid Tabernacle. We want to wish you God's blessings. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And I, I brought my beautiful wife with me, Mfundis. Sister Grace, I don't know where she is. If she could stand on her feet. Some people don't know her. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How, how many are happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? How many are more happier to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. If it is not well with your soul, you came to the right place. Because this is a soul-fixing station. Glory to his name. Uh, let me declare quickly that the message we have is power in it to heal the sick. The message we have has power in it to deliver the bound and set the captives free. In fact, the message we have is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Amen. Glory to his name. It will one day change our bodies from mortal to immortality. Amen. And I'm one minister that I like quoting Brother Brenham. In my sermon, you'll hear me saying, Brother Brenham said, Brother Brenham said. So I hope you won't be offended. Praise his holy name because when Moses was caught up in the cloud and when Moses came back from the cloud, Moses said, thus saith the Lord. But when Joshua came to preach, Joshua said, brother Moses said. Is that right? Amen. And brother Brennan was caught up in the constellation of seven angels. And when he came down, he said, thus saith the Lord. And I was not caught up in the constellation of seven angels. But what I can say is brother Brennan said. Amen. Amen. Glory to his name. Now, maybe before we stand for the reading of the word, I just want to read a quote just to encourage you. Brother Brenham says in the end time sign seed, he says, Here a few days ago, I was going to preach uh, there on a Sunday. They brought a little girl there on a stretcher. They called me in the night time on the road and said, The girl cannot leave. The cancer was so bad. About 17 years old. She can't even get there. She's going to die before she gets there. It was a pitiful case. A lovely little child of 17 years old. Now listen to what Brother Brenham says. He says, to prove something to my church. So Brother Brenham did this with an intention to prove something. He says, to prove something to my church. I never touched the child at all. I never as much as touched it. I walked in laying on a stretcher because there was other sick people there. But I was concerned about the child to catch, a, 
spirit when I spoke to her. She seemed like a very fine little girl. I see no reason why the child should feel a premature grave. That is, to, that is to be the devil trying to take her life. So I never touched the child at all. Listen to what he says. He says, I went right to the pulpit with the word and stayed right with the word. And the word healed her so instantly. And she got up and walked away. And he says, you see, the word is God's life and God's power. And the word is what does it. The word heals the sick. Amen. And by the grace of God, can I say, to prove something to Lighthouse Tabernacle, I'm not going to touch you at all. I'm going to come to the pulpit with the way. And stay right with the way. And the word will heal you so instantly. Amen. Because the word is God's life and it's God's power. It is the word that does it. And let me declare that it is your response that brings the results. Amen. Brother Brenham says, he says here in the message, it is I. He says, you notice, many times I see visions over some times, and I would speak, if they don't respond to it, it moves right over to someone else. In another message, he says, he goes into discernment in faith by experience. He says, there's a kidney trouble lady right back there with a kidney condition. You believe that God makes you well? If you do raise your hand, accept it. Respond to God's call. Brother Brenham says to the sister, you missed it. I'll show you whether you missed it or not. He says it falls uh, on this lady sitting right here with a handkerchief over her mouth. The lady sitting right here had a back trouble too. That's right, didn't it? Yes, sir. You just came from an operation, a cancer operation. That's right. Your name is Virginia. You are healed, Virginia. Now listen, the next paragraph, Brother Brenham says, there was just a brother in the church who was just, I don't know, gazing around, not concentrating on the weight. And Brother Brenham says, you missed it, Mr. Anderson, because you did not respond. So don't be a Mr. Anderson this morning. Be a Sister Virginia and respond to the call of God. Glory to his name. Now I feel I can preach. Let us all stand. Amen. Turn our Bibles in the book of Genesis 49. Genesis 49 and we read verse number 10. Genesis 49, verse 10, and Revelations 8, verse 1. The Bible says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Revelations 8, verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, There was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Let us bow our heads. Mighty God and eternal Father, we have read what we believe to be your word. Lord, we know it is easy for every man to turn the pages of the Bible, but Lord God Almighty takes the Holy Spirit himself to interpret it to our hearts. Lord, we have gathered as a band of your people this morning. We didn't come here to see one another.
although that is wonderful, O oh God. But we came to meet with you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Lord, if there be any sick amongst us, O oh God, may you touch them and heal them for the glory of God while the word is being preached, O oh God. If there's somebody bound this morning, may they never live the same, O oh God. Father God, may revelation of the message of the hour this morning be in attendance, O oh God. Father God, we pray and I pray for our precious Pastor Madiba, O oh God. Pray that you bless his ministry, bless his wife, bless the local assembly, all the ministers that are supporting him, O oh God. May you bless every government of the church, O oh Father, we pray. The song leaders, the musicians, may everything work together for the good. We pray, be with us today, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may take your seats. Amen. I want to take a title this morning and I want to speak on Until Shiloh Come. Until Shiloh Come. And for a subject, I want to speak on the secret mystery of his coming. The secret mystery of his coming. Now, maybe just to lay a background, Brother Brenham says that the angel of the Lord one time took him a little up higher and he showed him all the ages. And he asked Brother Brenham, in which age would you love to come and live in? And Brother Brenham answered boldly to the angel and said, I would love to come and live in this day. Maybe to you and me, we would have thought that Brother Brenham would have chosen to live in the Garden of Eden, where there was perfection, where the operation was the operation of the spoken word. Because Adam in the Garden of Eden never needed a boat to cross the river, but Adam walked on water. Adam never needed to go to UP or UCT to study horticulture or agriculture, but Adam when he wanted to plow the field, he would speak the word. And the whole field will be multiplied by the seed. So Brother Brenham never chose to or wished or had an aspiration to live in the Garden of Eden. For me and you, we would thought that he would have chosen the time of Noah. When God called Noah in the ark. And all the animals walked into the ark under the ministry of the silence. Because we have to understand that Noah never stood in front of the ark and said, Mr. and Mrs. Lion, come in. All the animals walked into the ark under the ministry of the silence. Glory to his name. But yet, Brother Brenham never chose to live in the time of Noah. We would have thought that maybe he would have thought 2,000 years ago. When Jesus walked on the shores of Galilee, healing the sick, delivering the bound, setting the captives free. But Brother Brenham never wished to live in the time of Jesus. Brother Brenham said, I wish to come and live in this day. Maybe let me read your quote from the Invisible Union. Brother Brenham says, I am thankful to God to be living in this time of the closing scenes of the world history. I don't know if I would ever say so before the foundation of the world. If God would have laid out the whole program to me and said, I want you to preach. And now what age would you desire to go to the earth to preach? Brother Brenham says, I would have chose this age. For I think this is the golden age. Amen. I certainly would have loved to have been during the time of his visit to the earth. But still I think this right now, it's a greater time. Because it's a time that is coming to take the people that he has redeemed nearing the resurrection. When all the redeemed will come forth. What a glorious opportunity we have to speak to a dying people. A great time we are infused by it. Glory to his name. So brother Brenham chose to live in this day. He says this is the golden age. Why the golden age? Because he was looking at the program of God for this age. 
This is the age where all the mysteries that have been sealed throughout the ages are revealed in this day. This is the time where we know who we are. Not knowing only who Jesus Christ is. Not knowing only who Brother Brenham is. But knowing who we are. Brother Brenham was the veil. But you need to go beyond the veil. Beyond the veil, that's where Christ is. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, let me lay a background and say, out of the 70 weeks of Daniel, comes out the seven church ages. And out of the seven church ages, comes out the seven seals. Out of the seven seals, comes out Christ. And out of Christ, comes the bride, which is you and me. Amen. And I'm thankful to be living in this time. I don't wish to have lived in the time of Moses. Because when Moses wanted to see God, Moses saw the back part of a man. Amen. But in my day, Brother Branham came to a pulpit such as this. And say, good morning friends. We are here for a great thing. I want to invite you to a great banister. Let us take a trip a hundred million years before there was a star. Amen. And the Bible in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, Paul says he created things invisible and things visible. Now in the invisible creation, he created angels. Angels that had categories. He created angels with two wings and he called them the cherubims. He created angels with six wings, he called them the seraphims. And then he became God. And the word God is an object of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, out of Elohim, because Elohim is the self-existing one. I I, I mean, anything can be a God. You can can make Pastor Madiba a God. That's what we see today around the message circles. You can make your pastor a God. You can make this church a God. But not anything can be made Elohim. Because Elohim is the self-existing one. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, we in this day, we are sons of God according to Genesis 1.26. Having dominion, having authority. The jurisdiction is back again in the hands of a man. Brother Branham says, after the opening of the seven seals, Jesus or Jesus Christ makes you realize that you're an amateur God. You are a little God on the face of the earth. You are a little Messiah on the face of the earth. Can I go a bit further? You are a little brother Brenham if that is not too sacrilegious for you to take. Because the same power that was in William Brenham is in you. My God was not buried in 1966 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. If your God is buried in 1966, I feel sorry for you. But my God is alive and well this morning. Glory to his name. We are not serving a dead God. God did not leave the scene when William Brenham left the scene. Come on, saints of God. Amen. God is still here today. Hallelujah. Let me not get excited quickly. We are part of the program of God. You, You are not excluded in the program of God. You are part of the program of God. Amen. You know, when sisters do dressmaking, Sister Ntokozun can bear me witness of this. They buy a very big cloth. But out of that big cloth, they are going to cut out a pattern. So the whole cloth that they buy is not going to be a dress. They are going to cut out of that cloth, they are going to cut out a pattern. And then there will be the remnants that will be taken by the municipality to go to the tribulation period. Is that right? But the pattern is the bride, which is you and me. Alright? So, I want to encourage you this morning that you are part of the pattern. God did not promise you the squeeze. 
God did not promise you the tribulation, but God promised you the changing of a body. A great translation faith. Glory to his name. Amen. You are part of the program of God. Amen. You know when you go to an interview, they invite you, 10 of you here. They put you nicely and then they come and ask you, would you like tea or coffee? All right? And then you say, no, I want coffee or you want water. And then they give you tea, biscuits, and you sit comfortably there. But the nine people that are seated there, they're eating uh, those biscuits and drinking coffee for the last time. Because, because many are cold, but few are chosen. And I am glad I am one of them that is not cold but chosen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the Bible says here in Genesis 49, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come. Now, we know that Shiloh in the Bible is referred to a city where the Ark of the Covenant rested. But in this particular verse, Shiloh is not referred to as a city. It's referred to as a person. Because the Bible says, unto him shall the gathering of his people be. Amen. So there is a promise of a coming Messiah because Shiloh means the Messiah. And in our day, there has been a great coming. That's why Brother Brennan would say, we are not waiting for the coming, but we are waiting for the going away. Hallelujah. He is here now. In, in, in Brother Brennan, in the message, the rising of the sun, he says, in bright coming of Christ. So if you are looking for the coming of the Lord, I am the coming of the Lord. Is that right? And being here now, it's a vindication that the rapture is at hand. And we can never know how he came unless we know his personality. Who he is. Because to others, it's just an imaginary God or a God of history. But to us, he's a present tense God. Can we say amen? Now, Brother Brenham says, Jesus died to take the book. Because we don't only rejoice with uh, what happened on Calvary. But we see the purpose of Calvary. It was for him to go and take the book from the one that is sitting upon the throne. Amen. Because when Adam had the book, what Adam hired was hired. What Adam fired was fired. Adam was an absolute in the Garden of Eden. Is that right? Brother Brennan in the message, the bridge, he says, God was the God of the universe, but Adam was the God of the earth. Is that right? Everything was in the hands of a man. Adam was a superman in the Garden of Eden. Praise his holy name. But when Adam forfeited the book by heeding to his wife's reasoning, he lost the book. And Brother Brennan in the message, the bridge, he says, God came and took the book to himself. Before the dirty hands of Satan could touch that book. Amen. Because if the devil would have touched that book, he would have caused great damage. Because the day you were born, because your name was in that book, he would come to that hospital and kill you right there. So God took the book to himself and sealed that book with seven seals. And said no one unworthy is able to even look to that book and touch that book. He sealed that book with seven seals. And you come to Revelation 5. You hear John is crying. Who is worthy to take the book and to lose the seven seals thereof? He says, I looked in heaven, there was no one worthy. I looked on the earth, there was no one worthy. And when John was crying, one of the elders, one of the 24 elders came and patched John on the shoulder. He said, John, weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Glory to his name. 
And when John turned to look, John was turning eastward. He was turning eastward to see the lion. But when he turned eastward to see the lion, he did not see a lion. He saw a lamb with seven horns and seven eyes coming out of the intercessory box right from the throne room of God. Hallelujah. And when John saw the lamb, not even one seal was broken. Verse 9 of Revelation 5, the Bible says, and they sang a new song. And Brother Abraham says, a jubilee erupted in heaven. Oh, my, my, my. Hallelujah. And when a jubilee erupted, the story doesn't end there. Because the book does not belong to the lamb. The book belongs to Adam's fallen race. Which is you and me. So then he came on Mount Sunset. Hallelujah. And Revelation 10 verse 1. The Bible says, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. Rainbow is half a circle. So when he came down, he had half. Where was the other half? It was on the earth. And William Brenham had to be on the earth at the time of his coming. Oh, my, my, my. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the two halves had to dovetail. Can't you see a Chinaman's ticket? Brother Brenham says when the Chinese came to America, they didn't know how to write. They will tear a paper a certain way. They will give you half. They remain with half. When you come and collect your laundry, the two halves must dovetail. And on Mount Sunset, he came down with half. The other half was you and me. And Brother Branham was our marriage officer. Standing between Christ and the bride. Hallelujah. Brother Mtokos is, is your wife here. Okay. Uh, I want a couple to come up here. Brother Dumizani, you can come. And your wife. And Mfundis. Yeah. Brother Dumisan, you stand on the right, sister on the left. Look there. And Fundis in the middle. Now, this is just an illustration. What happened on on Revelation's tale, verse number one, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, closed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. Revelations 10 verse 7. It is William Brenham. Which is the marriage officer. And Revelations 10 8 to 11. It is the bride. You cannot have Christ and the bride. Outside of a William Brenham. You cannot have Isaac and Rebecca. Outside of an Eliezer. You cannot have King. And Esther outside of a Mordecai. You cannot have Boaz and Ruth outside of the chief reaper. You cannot have Dumisani and sister Sharon outside of brother Madiba. That's Revelation 10. But when Pastor Madiba, these two can organize a transport for Pastor Madiba to come to a wedding. But when the wedding is over, how he goes home is not up to them. The duty of Pastor Madiba is to, will you take this? Will you take this? When he is done, he leaves the sea. Yeah. 
He leaves the scene. That's why William Branham had to leave the scene. Because honeymoon is not, it's not for the marriage officer now. I know they love Pastor Madiwa, but they wouldn't invite him to the honeymoon. Glory to his name. Honeymoon is for the bride and the groom. In the secret chamber, God bless you. That was what happened on Mount Sunset. It was a marriage union. Now the book is back in the hands of the bride. Now, let's come to this. The seals is not the horse riders. Listen to me carefully. The seals is not the horse riders. The white, the black, and the pale. It is not that. Because the first seal is about deception. The second seal is about the war in killings. The third seal is about famine. The fourth seal is about death. The fifth seal is on souls that are under the altar. The sixth seal is the tribulation period. But the seventh seal is the coming of Shiloh. The coming of the mighty angel. Now, Brother Brenham says that the sealed mystery was in the book. The horse riders are outside the book. So what is important is not what is on the outside, but what is important is what's on the inside. And what is on the inside, it is your name. And your name was not written on the earth. Your name was written before the foundation of the world. That is why we don't write your name in the book of Lighthouse Tabernacle. Because if you irritate us, we will remove your name. We are human beings. But your name was written before the foundation of the world. That's why Brother Brennan says there is no rubbing compound that can rub out your name. I don't care how many demons are let loose from the river Euphrates. Your name can never be removed in the Lamb's book of life. That is why there is nobody that can buy you in the message. Because if somebody buys you in, somebody clever will buy you out. Amen. And can I say this without any favor? There is no Believe the Sign website that can talk you out of the message. Before there was Believe the Sign, I was there. God has to call you. God has to hold you. And God will do the changing. So the bride comes out of the seventh seal. She came out in the hour of great silence. Let us read First Timothy chapter 2. Verse number 11. He says, Let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in transgression. Notwithstanding shall she shall be saved in childbearing, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Now, how is somebody going to learn in silence? Because the Bible says that let the woman learn in silence. With all subjection. Now Paul here he was speaking about the opening of the seventh seal. About the bride that will learn in silence. Now in verse 15 he says. Notwithstanding she shall be saved in childbearing. 
if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. And this, when the Bible says she shall be saved in childbearing, it does not refer to a woman giving birth to a baby will be saved. Alright? Then what about those women that don't have babies? Amen. This is now prophesying about the bride that will be saved in childbearing. Now, let us take a trip. What saved Eve in the Garden of Eden? When she sinned against God. Amen. What saved the woman? It was she was saved in childbearing. Because when the serpent deposited the seed in the woman. Alright. In fact, God would have came and killed the woman. Is that right? He would have killed the woman. Now what saved Eve is that now Adam deposited his seed. And when God came down, instead of killing the woman, he found that Adam's seed is there. So the woman was saved in childbearing. Is that right? All right. What about Tamar in the book of Genesis 38? Tamar in the book of Genesis 38 laid with his father-in-law. And according to the Old Testament law, Tamar was supposed to be killed and burned. All right? But what saved Tamar was that Judah's seed was found in Tamar. Now, Tamar was saved in childbearing. All right? Now, God does not look how, how many years you have been in the message. How much of the mysteries you know. But God is looking at that seed that is right inside of you. Is that right? To you and me, the woman at the well, she was a prostitute. Is that right? She was a sinner. She was a homonger. Praise the Lord. Six men that attended that woman wanted to benefit from the body. But the seventh man, when he came to that woman, it was, he, he was not looking at the body. It was God going to God. It was attribute visiting attribute. Alright? It was God going to God. Amen. God was visiting the seed that was inside the woman. And it is the seventh man that identifies who the other six men are. It is not Paul that identifies who will be the second, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh messenger. But it is the seventh messenger, the eldest seventh, who identifies the rest of them. So we are saved in childbearing. And I want to say to you this morning that the womb of the bride is shut. That is why today we cannot receive anything else. We cannot have an eighth messenger. The womb is shut. If you say to me that the message is a cult, my womb is shut. Is that right? If you say the days of quoting Brother Brenham are over, my womb is shut. I can't receive any other seed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, the church ages only received a portion of the word. That's why the rapture could not take place then. Brother Brenham in the message, standing in the gap, he says, and many of those things that was left loose. And then when we come down at the end, the last church, the last message is supposed to straighten that all up, to bring these things to the to one faith, one Lord, one baptism. See, that's why we are not Revelation 3.14, Laodicea, miserable, naked, blind, and don't know it. But we are the bride age. We are in bride age. We are not Laodicea. But God allowed the prophet to have a preview for the bride. And when he had a preview for the bride, he says that the bride is virtuous. 
sinless, virgin born, word of God expressed, justified as though she has never done it in the first place. Amen. Therefore, we are not looking for the coming. But we are looking for the going away. Why? Because Shiloh has come. Now, let us go to Revelations. Throughout the church ages, he was always using future tense. To the Ephesus church age, in Revelations 2 verse 5, he says, I will come unto thee quickly. To the Smyrna church age, in Revelations 2 verse 10, he says, I will give thee a crown of life. To the Pergamos church age, Revelations 2 verse 16, he says, repent or else I will come unto thee quickly. To the Titira church age, Revelations 2 verse 25, he says, hold fast till I come. To the Sardis church age, he says, I will come on thee as a thief. To the Philadelphia, Revelations 3.11, Behold, I come quickly. To the Laodicean church age, he is not coming. He says, Behold, I stand at the door. And knock. You cannot knock while you are coming. You knock because you are there. So he says, I stand at the door and knock. He is not coming. He is there. That's why after 1963, Brother Brenham could preach messages like, A greater than Solomon is here. Who is this Melchizedek? Not that Melchizedek. Amen. There is a man here that can turn on the light. Not there, but he is here now. Why? It's adoption time. It's perfection time. Shiloh has come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. He has come down. First Thessalonians 4, 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel. Hallelujah. The shout is the message of the hour. The voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. Hallelujah. Shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with this word. Why? Because he has come down. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know. Okay. All right. The first slide, my brother. Praise God. Now he, he has come down in our day. Amen. Glory to his name. All right. Now. Throughout the seven church ages. He was using future tense as we said. But in our day he has come down. The head has come down. And now throughout the seven church ages. If you read your church age book. Brother Brenham tells us that throughout the seven church ages, he could not take headship because the church was defiled with three spirits. One of the spirits is a Nicolaitism spirit. And the second one is Jezebelism spirit. And the third one is Baalism spirit. Nicolaitism is pride. Is that right? Jezebelism is women. Baalism is money. Those are the three things that troubles a minister. So throughout the seven church ages, he could not take headship because the church was defiled with three spirits. Is that right? Okay, maybe while I'm on there, something is coming. Let me just say it as it comes. Every marriage goes through seven church ages. Mm. 
and the married couple say amen. Amen. You start with Ephesus with perfect love. The brother calls the sister 20 times a day. And then you go to Smina when you are married. Smina is bitterness. And then you come to the dark ages. But that perfect love is coming back again. I, th- I think Brother Chetty, Brother Chetty should be now the perfect love is come back again. Amen. I think some of the people are still in the dark ages. But every marriage goes through the seven church ages. Now, in seven church ages, he could not take headship. But now in our day, he has come down. And when he comes down, because he is the son, the S-O-N. When he comes down, all the stars goes away. Even in the natural, when the sun comes out, you don't see any star outside. The stars had to go. All right? And the bride is the moon. And we are told by the scientists that the moon goes around the sun 24 hours. That will mean that the bride is part of the groom. We are one with the groom. Amen. We are one with him. Now, you cannot separate these two. That is why now we, they, the brother Dumisani and sister Sharon are now married in community of property. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Oh, may, may, are you married? Okay, we, we hope so. <laughs> so. So what Christ has, that's what the bride has. If Christ is a healer, then we are amateur healers. If Christ is a redeemer, we are amateur redeemers. We are one with him. And Paul catches it. He says, what can separate us from this love affair? Nothing can separate us with Christ. Alright? Now, maybe let me give an example being a chemist. Before water was water, it comprises of two elements, which is hydrogen and oxygen. Hydrogen comes from the, uh, uh, the first group in the periodic table. And oxygen comes from the seventh group. We call it the halogen group. Alright? Sorry to you that did accounting. Amen. So now, hydrogen and oxygen, they now blend together. And when hydrogen and oxygen blend together, you don't call this hydrogen-oxygen. You call it water. And if you are clever enough this morning, show me which one is oxygen and which one is hydrogen. The two have blended together. You don't know which one is which. Praise the Lord. That is why... We and Christ have blended together. You don't know which one is which. Amen. Sometimes I am a man. I make mistakes. Right? But sometimes if you are sick, I will tell you you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. You may stumble if you may. But one part of me is human. And one part of me is deity. Praise his holy name. Alright. Now, throughout the seven church ages, Brother Brenham says, he always, there was always a rebuke in every church age. To the Ephesus, he says, I've got something against you because you've left your first love. The deeds of the Nicolaitism came in the Smyrna. The deeds of Jezebelism in the Pergamos and whatever more. But in our day, God told the messenger, pick up your pen and write. I want to write a love letter to my bride. 
And in that letter, there was no rebuke. Why? Because Shiloh has come. And when Shiloh is here, there's no rebuke. He says, you are a super race. You are a super church. You are a virtuous bride, sinless bride, justified as though you have never done it in the first place. Therefore, there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. To you that did math, understand that when you have to prove a congruency. (laughs) Sorry to you that did history. When you have to prove a congruency, you have to give three reasons. Is that right? And when you give three reasons, after you have given your three reasons, the last thing that you do after you have proven a congruency is therefore. And if you, if you miss your therefore, you get a zero. Therefore, this triangle and this triangle are congruent. And if you read the Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, therefore, there is no more condemnation. If you want to pick up mistakes in Lighthouse Tabernacle, you can find a lot of them. Thousands of them, if you will. Brother Brenham says even Brenham Tabernacle is not exempt. You can, have, you can point, pinpoint many mistakes if you want to. But there will be a bride without spot and without wrinkle. No more condemnation. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, now let us come let us look at the mystery of his coming in the Old Testament because Brother Brenham says his coming in, is revealed in all times in the Bible. Let us read Genesis 18, verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he said in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself towards the ground. And said, my Lord. So Abraham sees three men coming. But Abraham says, my Lord. Because Abraham was not a territorian. If now I have found favor in my sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Now I want you to catch this. This is the first coming. And the first coming is public. This is the climax of the message. If you miss this, you have missed the whole thing. The first coming is public. Everybody saw him. He came in human flesh. The cats, the dogs, everybody saw him. Everybody in the public saw him. The servants saw him. He had bride with Abraham. Had dessert of milk. It was in the public. And in the public, he descends the intents of Sarah's heart. Is that, is that right? Now, let us run a parallel. When Jesus came for the first time, it was a public coming. Everybody saw him. When he was coming with riding on a horse, everybody saw him and said, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the son of David. When he healed the sick, when he healed the woman with the blood issue, everybody saw him. When he healed blind Bartimaeus, everybody saw him. Is that right? Because redemption has got two parts. You must remember. Brother Brennan says redemption has got two parts. It is the coming out of and the going into. In the first redemption, in the Exodus, the first redemption was with Moses. Is that right? And the last redemption was with Joshua. Is that right? That's why Brother Brenham says, you need to recognize the changing beat of the symphony. Because otherwise, you'll be dancing to a church age beat while the bride has moved into bride age. Glory to his name. All right? So, we are not rejoicing that you came out, but we rejoice that you go in. That is why we don't rejoice that Jesus died on Calvary. That was partial redemption. We rejoice that he must come and take the book. That's right. Is that right? That's it. All right. Now, 
That is the first coming. Now, all right. Okay, maybe let's do the next slide. I'm trying to. All right. Now, the first part of redemption happened on Mount Calvary. Let's go back. The first part of redemption happened on Mount Calvary. And it was in AD 33 when he died on the cross. And it was mercy and grace. And when he died, he was purchasing us. And for him to purchase us, he purchased us as a lamb. Is that right? And when he purchased us, that was redemption by blood. All right? And the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 3, he says, they were enemies of the cross. In the first part of redemption. So in the first redemption, everybody saw him. This was a public coming. Everybody saw him when he was dying at the cross. Is that right? All right. Let's hold it there for a minute. Genesis 18 verse 9. Now, in the public coming, he says in verse 9, And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? He said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return. So it means there will be a second coming. Can we say amen? He says, I will return. According to the time of life. And Sarah thy wife will have a son. So this means there will be a second coming. And brother Brenham teaches us. That the time of life. Is 28 days. The cycle of a woman comes after how many days? 28 days. The moon goes around the earth. 28 days and becomes a new moon. Is that right? Okay maybe let me read you a code. In case you are doubting. The, the, the time of life. Brother Brenham in the handwriting on the wall. He says. And Abraham was a hundred years old. And Sarah was ninety at the time. And Sarah was behind the angel. And the Bible said she was. She was in the tent. And the tent was behind the angel. And the angel said. Will I keep from Abraham. The things that's going to happen. Seeing that he is the heir unto the world. And he said. I am going to visit you according to the time of life at 28 days for Sarah. 28, it's a number of life. Because God works in the numbers of numerology. One is creation. Two is fellowship. Three is perfection. Four is deliverance. Five is grace. Six is man. Seven is completion. Eight is eternity. Twelve is the number of worship. 17 is either a number of victory or a number of judgment. 24 is a number of worship. All right? Then 28 is a number of life. It's a time of life. 40 is a generation. 50 is jubilee. All right? Now, that is why it was not a coincidence that the cloud hanged over Sunset Mountain for 28 minutes. It was not even a coincidence that it came. It was published on the 28th of February. Yes. Let us go to the next slide. Amen. Next slide, my brother. Yes. Now, this is now the second part of redemption. It is no longer on Mount Calvary. Is that right? It is on Mount Sunset. According to the time of life. Is that right? Which is on the 28th of February. It is no longer grace and mercy, but it's adoption time. He is not going to purchase us now. He is claiming us. Because if you go and lay by a suit in Woolworth, that suit is yours, but it's not fully yours. 
All right. So on Mount Sunset, he came to claim what he purchased. All right. Then when he came, he couldn't claim us as a lamb. He claimed us as a lion. Now, he was, that was redemption by power. As it, they, in the Bible, there were enemies of the cross. They are now enemies of the cloud today. Is that right? Okay. So it was not a coincidence. Not even a coincidence. Remember what, what 28 is. It's the number of life. In what magazine was this cloud published? Life magazine. So it's time of life for the bride. So it's uniting time and sign. The head and the body coming together. So after 2,000 years, the church is not headless. The head has returned. Shiloh has come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now, one can ask a question. That on Monsan said the picture that was taken, it was only the head. Where was the body? The body was on the earth. If you go and take a passport or your ID, do, we po- do you post your whole body now? They want the head because the head speaks of the body. That is why on Monsanto said it had to be the head. Shiloh has come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. He has returned. That's why after 2,000 years we can sing a song, there's never been a day like this day. There's never been a light that shines so bright. Listen, the people did not see the visitation of the second coming. Listen, because he said, I will return according to the time of life. All right? When he said, I will return according to the time of life. Everybody, if you're waiting for what you saw in Genesis 18, you are going to be misled. Because he did not return in that body. Is that right? But he said, I will return. Personal pronoun. I will return. But if you're waiting for that physical body that came to Genesis 18 to return, you were going to be misled. But now the question is, did he return? Genesis 21 verse 1. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. So the second coming is not a public coming like in Genesis 18. In Genesis 18, the cats, the dogs, the servant, everybody saw him. But now, the second coming, when he returns according to the time of life, he returns to Sarah. That is why they can make a fuss about the cloud. But the return, oh, mama, ma, ma. the return of Shiloh, it is not for the public. Everybody can sing the song about the cross, but not everybody can sing the song of redemption. Amen. This is when now the wife is being pregnated. That is the time when the wife is learning in silence. That is the time when the, the, the bride is being saved in childbearing. Praise the Lord. If you are saying, I am looking for the proof that he said, I will return according to the time of life. The proof was in Sarah. That's right. The proof of his return was in Sarah. Because Sarah now was pregnant. And the walk of Sarah was a different walk. That is why today we are walking a different walk. On what Christian soldier marching us to war. Our diet has changed. Because our husband has taken us into the secret closet. 
And a pregnant, a pregnant woman does not eat anything. That's why we cannot feed on T.D. Jakes. That's why we cannot feed on Kenneth Copeland. We cannot feed on Bushiri. I'm sorry, but I'm preaching. We cannot feed on Benihim. Our diet has changed. Why Shiloh has come. He has returned unto the bride according to the time of life. Amen. We cannot even feed on Luther's message. Wesley's message. That is yesterday's food. They have expired. Amen. Now, Eliezer, who was the elder servant of the house of Abraham, because Abraham said, I want you to go and find my, my son a bride. And when I, Eliezer had to leave, he gave him a sheet of requirements on how the bride must look like. The first thing is, go to my kindred. DNA search. That is where Brother Brenham comes in our day and says, under no circumstance must a believer marry an unbeliever. Is that right? Amen. Amen. And then he says this bride must be a virgin. Right? And this bride must learn in silence. She must catch the spoken word and catch the unspoken word. Is that right? And Brother Brenham, I was listening to a tape during the week, Pastor, he says in the message, the time of decision, he says that Eliezer, or the, because Eliezer, when he left, he said, how will I know that this bride will be the right one? He said, don't worry, my angel shall go before thee. And Brother Brenham, in the message, the time of decision, he says, the angel of the Lord arrived at the well about half an hour before Eliezer got to the well. So, Rebecca was caught up in the ministry of the seventh seed. Rebecca was caught up in the ministry of the silence. Eliezer said, give me water. That was the spoken word. The unspoken word was, give me camels. And Rebecca caught the unspoken word. Why? Because the angel of the Lord arrived at the well about half an hour before Eliezer got to the well. These things, they don't happen by mistake. What was it? The opening of the seventh seal. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? And Shiloh has come. Unto him shall the gathering of the people be. And in our day, when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for the space of half an hour. Why silence in heaven? The activity was not in heaven. The activity was on the earth. Heaven never needed redemption. Heaven never needed resurrection. Heaven never needed redemption. But he had to leave that dimension and come down here and hand the book over to Malachi 4 and say, go and tell them that they have seen the last of the messengers. No one is coming after me. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, okay, let me jump a few things here. He says that for him to come down, it's a vindication that the rapture is at hand. The rapture is at hand. And the rapture is for the raptured. The rapture is not for everybody. Amen. The rapture is for the people that forms part of the pattern. All right. Now, Brother Brenham says here, he gives a little illustration in the message, the power of transformation. He says, like a tadpole is transformed from a tadpole to a frog. 
Once, he's looked, once he looked like a catfish, he swims around, he's got a head and his tail, and everything looks like just as a catfish. Then after a while, he begins to lose. He loses the tail. He is transformed from one species to the other. And Brother Brenham says, so when Paul writes this scripture, he was thinking about how a tadpole changes into a frog. That, and, and Brother Brenham says that a frog is the lowest form of creation. Because a frog always looks back to a trinity doctrine. So a tadpole is a little cute thing. Children can play with a tadpole. Is that right? Any child can play with a tadpole. But none of the child can play with a frog. But inside that tadpole, there is hidden potentials. There is hard leg. There is hard skin. Inside that tadpole, there is, there is, there is a, a, a power to live in two worlds at the same time. Amen. But that, that little tadpole has to feed in Jehovah's pond. That's right. Amen. It has to feed in Jehovah's pond and be transformed. And when, when it's feeding and feeding and feeding, it's being transformed from one glory to the next glory. The more we come to church, the more we read the message, right. the, 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 the prophet messenger's book, the more we are transformed from glory to glory. Yes. Why? When he has come down, then it's a vindication that the rapture is now at hand. He is here now. He is not coming, but he is here now. If you are looking for the coming of the Lord, you are misled. You are the coming of the Lord. He has come in bright form, in bright coming of Christ. Shiloh has returned. Amen. Let, Let us look in the last type in the Bible. Judges chapter 14. And we'll close with this one. And the Bible says, verse number one, And Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So it's a Gentile bride. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines, and now therefore get her for me to wife. And then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a a woman among the daughters of thy brethren? or among all thy people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistine. And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. But his father and his mother knew not that it was of God, that he sought an occasion against the Philistine. For for that time the Philistine had dominion over Israel. Verse number five. Then Samson, then when Samson down, this is now the first coming, Is that right? And his father and his mother to Timnah and came to the vineyards of Timnah and behold, a young lion roared against him. All right? Verse number six. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. Okay, let's hold there. Revelations 5, when John was crying, that who is worthy to take the book? And there was no one to take the book. Where is it to take the book? Then uh, the elder came and pat John on the shoulder and said, Weep not, John. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. John turned eastward to see the lion, but John never saw the lion. He saw the lamb. Now here, he says, when he came, he saw, he saw a lion. Behold, a young lion roared. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid. So it means a lion became a lamb. 
He rent that lion SLM. Can you see the parallel of Judges 14 back to Revelation 5? So the lion died as a lamb. Amen. And, and he had nothing in his hand, but he told his father or his mother what he had done. And he went down and talked with the woman, and she, ple- and she pleased Samson well. Now, verse number 8. And after a time, he returned. This is the second coming. Because verse number 5, he went down. That was the first coming. Because Brother Abraham says, the first coming is to his bride. But the second coming is for his bride. The first coming, it was the purchasing. The second coming, it is the claiming. Alright? So, after a time, he returned to take her for his bride. And he returned aside to see the carcass. Remember, he killed a lion. To see the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Now, when he came for the second time, the carcass of a lion should have decomposed. Is that right? But the Bible says there was swarm of bees and honey in the carcass. And he took honey and ate it up and never explained it to anyone. Because no one would have believed him. And in Revelations 10, at the second coming, verse number 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven, Revelations 10, 8, spake unto me and said, Go and take the little book which is in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. It shall, be, it shall make thy belly bitter, and it shall be in thy mouth sweet as. You can never know who he is. Unless you know his personality. Let us go on back to Judges 14. The mystery unfolds further. Judges 14 verse 12. And Samson said unto him, I will now put forth a riddle unto you. If he can certainly declare it me within seven days of the feast. I will not reveal this for seven church ages. And find it out. Then I will give you 30 sheets and 30 change of garments. But if he cannot declare it me, then shall he give me 30 sheets and 30 change of garments? And they said unto him, put forth thy riddle, that we may hear it. And he said unto them, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle. So for seven church ages, they didn't understand the riddle. It was shut. And in verse number 15, and it came to pass on the seventh day, they said unto Samson's wife, entice thy husband. They understood that the only person that Samson can reveal the mystery to is his wife. They said to Samson, entice thy husband. The mystery today is not revealed to any denomination, any creed, any organization, any dogma of whatsoever. The mystery is revealed to the bride. We are a blessed people to be living in this day. The day where he has come down. Praise his holy name. So Shiloh has come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. We are not waiting for the coming. He has already come. What is he doing? Preparing a bride. Fixing a bride. Not for a coming, but for a going away. God bless you, church. God bless you.
A round of applause for the win. Amen. How many are happy that Shiloh has come? Amen. Brother Bram says, my ministry is to declare him that he is here. How many believe that he is here? Amen. Ah, God bless you, brother. Bless him, Mabata. Another round of applause for the name of God. Amen. God bless you. Keep on keeping on. In Zimbabwe, we say Rambagashinga. Amen. It's Warebialo. Amen. Jehovah is your name. What a mighty warrior. Great in battle. Amen. Our five-star general. That's Jehovah. That's Michael. He has returned in the end time. And you that are privileged people, so he's condescending. Or him coming down because the Lord himself shall descend. Hallelujah. There are times when he sent angels and sent gifts, but today he himself has descended. Amen. Let's just sing it and have a good time. Over is your name. Oh, yes. Over is your name. We need every voice in the building.
We are truly grateful, Lord, for your grace and your mercy that's upon us, our Lord God. And oh Lord God, we just heard a message of love. Lord, from the beginning, Lord, how you have protected us, Lord. Every age, Lord, there's been a certain amount of people, Lord, that was cut from that big piece of material, Lord, chosen, our Lord God. And right through the ages, Lord, we just see your mercy and grace going right through, our God. And yet in the last age, our Lord, as as your prophet said, our Lord, that we are the last, Lord, and without us, they cannot be made perfect, our Lord God. And we're so grateful, Lord, that you have done this for us, our Lord God. We've just seen, Lord, your hand, our Lord, like your whole life, Lord, your, your, your mercy, Lord, has been spread out before us, Lord, how your thoughts were, Lord, from the beginning, Lord, right to the end, our Lord God. And we can just say thankful, Lord God, that we are sealed inside of you, that we are the bride of God. We are, your life is within us, our Lord. We do not look for another, Lord, but we look to you, our Lord God. And all be thankful for this wonderful opportunity, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you may go with us further, Lord, and you may be the after speaker, Lord, and just bless the brother, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've revealed to him, my Lord, and just give his virtue back, Lord, and let thy will be done further. We ask in your wonderful name. Amen. Okay, God bless you, brother. Uh, Blessing and safe travel with your wife. Amen. Uh, your wife actually is my daughter. You know that. All right. Amen. I'm actually your father-in-law. Amen. Uh, we come back a long way. Uh, her family was very close to us. And actually, a secret that you don't know, when I had planned and identified who I wanted to marry, I never spoke to anybody. And it was mommy that came to me. I don't know where we were. He says, I, the Lord has showed me who you want to marry. I said, hey, this old woman. And she told me the name. She says, is it true? I said, it's true. She said, the Lord showed me. Amen. So she was very, her mother was very close to me. Her grandmother was very close to me. Sister Tepo. They have crossed over, but uh, I'm really glad that you are taking care of the daughter very well. Her mother will be very proud of you. Amen. There's a song that is in my heart, but I forgot it. I just know the effect. No, no, no. There's a better one. Amen. Is Because if I can if I can try to sing it, then they will demote me and say I must no longer be a pastor, I must be a song leader. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Alright. Amen. Uh, my wife and I are planning a duet. This is over, long overdue. Amen. How many would like to hear me sing? Amen. <laughs> Don't go there, bro. <laughs> Amen. 
Oh, one day I'm going to surprise you because I've got a friend every time I tell him that I'm a good singer, uh, brother Jimmy Mukuba. Then I thought he would be the one telling people that when we were at school, I was a song leader. He says, no, but Mpunis, you were not a song leader. You were an MC. <laughs> Asking sisters which song we sang. Amen. But uh, you don't remember me rendering an item in Weedbank at the there where we used to have communion. You don't remember? Brad, but you don't remember? Oh, well, one. Hey, you remember me? It was Brother Sam. Hallelujah. Brother Komojo. I don't know who was the fourth one. Yeah, and we were singing a song. Uh, I must tell Jesus. But you were blessed then, and today you are surprised. <laughs> Amen. Yes, the Maria, they say I'm not much of a good singer, but I believe I'm a good singer. Amen. Now, come up with it. Let's just two more songs. Let's rejoice. It's been good to see all of you here. We love all of you. We are praying for you. May God make your ways prosperous. May He nullify your enemies. May you raise you in stature. Have a blessed week. Amen. Please stand and lift up. Come on, the whole church.
now. We stand and lift up. All over this building. Church today, it's a miracle. Uh, let's give our brothers a round of Amen. Men that lift up with their holy hands. Amen. Uh, there's another one. I don't remember it. Just turn around and say to your neighbor, Shiloh has come. All right. Beautiful. I, where, all right. Eh, yeah, we are coming. You see, I know good songs. Amen. Were there a good audience to preach to? Amen. God bless you. Uh, normally we ask preachers, they say some audiences that you preach to, it's hard audiences. Once you, are pre- once you are done preaching, you say, oh Lord, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Will you come back? Oh, all right. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, this one. Sawona Jesus. How did I forget this one? All right. Amen. See you on Wednesday. Have a blessed week. Amen. It was a lovely Sunday. Amen. Amen. They can just jive where they are there. Create a space for them. Amen. All right. Come with it.
Oh, my God, I'm 